Hello, y'all. Welcome to the pod. Brought to you by myself, Marvin Masanda, and my boy, Ben Cook. Hey, what's up? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, my, my name is Moab. I'm an accounting major. Hopefully, graduated May 2022. <laughs> Not trying to graduate December 2022, <laughs> man. But, um, yeah, I'm an accounting major. I'm currently just, you know, going through the ropes, trying to get my degree like everybody else. But uh, as for Ben... Yeah, I mean, I'm a communications major, minor in sports journalism, so hopefully you'll catch me on the sideline one day of a NBA game or an NFL game or something like that. Yeah, you're going to be an MSU basketball. <laughs> Just going to, yeah, you know, shout out Cassius Winston and everything like that. All right, okay. <laughs> shout out Big Cash. But um, we got a discussion today, uh, an argument mm-hmm. more so. Uh, more, more centralizing on Afrofuturism and the tenets that inco- incorporate them. Right. We both have. Um, what, well, we, not, what we feel is most important. Exactly. Right. But we don't see eye to eye exactly. Yeah. So. Like I have one tenant that I believe mm-hmm. is most important. He has his own. There's six actually. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll go into deeper about what those actually are. But as for now, we kind of have this disagreement. Kind of see who has the more valid point. We both hopefully have some valid points mm-hmm. that will be brought to the table. So stay tuned. All right. All right. So Afrofuturism, for those who uh, might not know, putting it shortly, is just it's just black people in space. Uh, but more the more formal definition is uh, predicting what the future for the black community could look like by looking at the past and using technologies that were historically used to oppress black folks and that kind of thing. So and the six tenets that do incorporate Afrofuturism. One being the recovery project of lost and hidden traditions, which plays in part with music, spiritualities, dance, healing, and medicinal traditions. The African diasporic cosmologies, ontologies, and epistemologies. Number three being the protection of the most vulnerable and marginalized in our communities. Number four being the chronopolitical act, which incorporates nonlinear time um, and conflation of time. Five being the black futures, so space, reimagined worlds, um, alternative histories. Lastly, being the healing of black trauma. So, how do we achieve emotional, psychological, spiritual peace and prosperity? And for me, at least, I believe that the tenet of healing black traumas is the most important. No, 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 no. It's the most important. I'll explain why. I'll explain why. I'll explain why. So. Uh, you know, the biggest one is, I think it's just kind of the foundation for a lot of the other tenants. Um, and I think without first acknowledging these traumas and being able to heal, there's no way you can go back in your history and, and you know, either f- you know, find the lost traditions or, or you know, move into the what the future could look like, which is also a big part of it, um, that without being able to recover from the the wounds of history, specifically in the United States, uh, there's there's like no way to create a positive uh, future. So it's just being able to take a look at what's happened and move forward in the future. For sure. So I'm repping the true big dog of Afrofuturism, <laughs> the Afrofuturistic movement, the recovery project of lost and hidden traditions. So the main reason why I would perceive this particular tenet of Afrofuturism 
uh, most definitely better than yours mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no compared way. to uh, compared to the others as well. Um, it's because Recovery Project of Lost in Traditions, in my opinion, is the force that drives Afrofuturism to its creative heights. Oh, you stole my argument. You stole my argument. <laughs> I, can't, I can't agree. I can't agree. The healing of traumas is more so the centralizing factor of Afrofuturism. However, when we think of the traumas and how to properly progress past them, and involved with how they have impacted black folk, I believe the Recovery Project of Lost in Hidden Traditions expresses this. And you see this the most within writings like Give Us Back Our Fucking Gods, even within music with Drake and Beyonce incorporating Afrobeats into their um, songs, being one of the top music moguls in the world. Then I believe from there, the question is asked, how do you recover the things that you did not have? This, this is where the importance of folklore plays a factor in accessing the past, being used as a tool to bring back the metaphysical, so like what was lost, um, which must be used to reach a new tapestry. All right, so I think it's I think it's pretty fair to say that we both think our tenants are the foundation, the driving force, whatever you want to call it, for one reason or another. Uh, and I think for me, like, I think you're right that it is like impactful in the way that like it's you know with music and with dance and with all this stuff, like it's all over the place. But for me, I guess it's like the healing black traumas is. It, it's, it's the same thing where it focuses on everybody's lives. Like there was like this, I don't know if you saw like this video on Twitter that blew up uh, like a week ago of like the seventies of like these kids, these white kids just like harassing oh, yeah, this girl yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Like just calling her the N word and everything yeah. like that. And it's just kids like, like 10, for real, yeah. And it's like, those people are like probably in their like forties or fifties now and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I mean, I'm sure that girl who's like a woman now like still remembers that happening to her and is like still like scared by that and the same thing with the people who did it like i'm sure if they're like oh it was you know we were kids we didn't know any better like that yeah i didn't do that as a kid you know what i mean like you know what that what hurtful things do to people when you're even like a baby and stuff like that so uh i think oh i gotta look at my phone because it's um but yeah it's it's and it also kind of relates just back to, uh, uh, like, just the hope. I think hope is a big theme for black folks. Like, whether, like you know, Obama in 2008 was elected, and he had, like, the hope sign or whatever. And, like, Jesse Jackson in, like, I think it was 1988. Yeah, yeah, where he's, like, keep hope alive and everything like that. And even, like, you know, in churches, like, in gospel music and stuff like that, it's always preaching about hope and everything like that. And I think... You know, having something to look forward to, having something to strive can really be powerful for a lot of people. Like you, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's, you know, like I guess like I said earlier, like it's always striving, for, maybe not for perfection, but like just for a better tomorrow kind of thing. Like and, uh, you know, again, just just hope, hoping for a better future, hoping for a better, better tomorrow and everything like that. But yeah, All right. good stuff. So, um, that's the conclusion of our podcast, mm-hmm. The Pod. The Pod. <laughs> Very creative. <laughs> but, um, I'd like to say thank you to the IAH 207 class, specifically Section 20, our mm-hmm. section. Uh, shout out to K 
Kaylin. Kaylin, shout out Dr. Brooks. Never so, Dr. Brooks, <laughs> the head, head honcho. But uh, I'm Wab Masunde. And I'm Ben Cook. And we have just concluded our podcast. Thank you for tuning in.